best things. Today we have Andy Silvius as my guest. Uh, you guys may know him as the resourceful agent. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, you kind of have your hand in a little bit of everything here locally in the uh, Coeur d'Alene area. Tell us, tell us what you got going on. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you guys are going to notice a difference on the podcast, too, because we're doing it in our studio. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we, we are in real estate. We run a team, social agent realty group from Kelly Williams. And then I also have the podcast, um, uh, the Resourceful Agent Radio Show. Mm-hmm. And then just, I'm sure if you have, most of your listeners are local, right? So yes. I'm sure they see my content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably all over the place because we've been putting a lot of it out. Yeah. There's about to be more. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome having your hand in everything. Uh, obviously, being a real estate agent, you are all the way uh, fully immersed in the, the housing market as it is right now. Uh, yeah. National publication Wall Street Journal came out with something that said we are currently the hottest market in America, I think. Yeah. Can you yeah. attest to that? <laughs> Absolutely. And I can tell you that there's a lot of local people that were not happy about that article coming out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, oh. It's... It, we definitely are, and it's uh, on one hand seeing growth is really good. On on the other hand, I think people just want to make sure that when we see the amount of growth we've been seeing, that it doesn't take away from the small town community vibe that that Coeur d'Alene has and what is so well known for. Right. You know, because you know you're you're connected with people in the community. Mm-hmm. We don't want to turn it into a big city uh, where everyone's just disconnected from each other. Sure. And right now, um, it's one of those places where i mean i've just been super impressed with everything in the community when people are struggling people are always there to help them out um people like you and me can connect as business owners and if it gets too big or we have a different kind of mindset you know mentality come in i think people are afraid of that changing yeah yeah definitely um let me ask you this with with being a real estate agent kind of um you're in charge of not only yourself but others as well you're building your team around you what is it like to, how do you go about finding the, the right fit for your company, whether it be real estate or, or anything else? How do you know when someone is just going to just gonna work well for you and, and your team? Um, well, we're still fairly new as our own team, so, but I've, I've been in positions like this before where we have people working uh, with us as a yeah. team. I would say the biggest catalyst for me or the biggest thing that shows me someone's drive is when I ask them what their goals are. Okay. So when a team, when someone's wanting to join the team, it's like, okay, well, what do you where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years and if they have a extremely large big vision for themselves i know that they are ambitious and they're willing to uh, do whatever it takes to to get after it yeah yeah is there like a prerequisite are you like hey you have to you have to have failed at something and then found success and something you know to be part of this team or are you just like no because okay. uh i i don't I think that that helps certain people, right? We just don't ever know the full background of people's experiences. Right. Uh, but if I can ask somebody what their big goals are, like for future goals, if they're large, um, large enough, then all the rest of the stuff we can teach. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. I just want to be surrounded with people that that push me as well. Yeah. You know, if I'm dragging everyone behind me all the time, it's it's that's pretty hard to keep moving forward. So. Right. And everyone I'm surrounded with is always uh, super ambitious and uh, goal-driven. Okay. Yeah. No, I love it. And for you, being in charge of other people and stuff, I mean, you have a lot to monitor. You're overseeing a lot of things. But what are some of your goals as far as just bettering yourself every day, helping the business grow, helping, you know, take things to the next level? 
Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we've talked about this a lot on my podcast too. Yeah. So, um, personal, personal development's huge mm-hmm. when you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't work on yourself, how can you help lead other people in the right direction? Right. Um, so what I do, I mean, I have a full morning routine every day. I'm usually, my alarms are going off at about 3.30 a.m. Um, usually at by 4, 4.15, and then go to the gym. I'm reading books. I'm working on different goals or, uh, you know, if I feel like I need to educate myself in a certain area, I'll work on that for a while. Yeah. Um, constantly trying to educate myself, though, in one form or another, whether it's business, marketing, personal development, I'm always doing that. Good. That actually leads me to my next question because I was just going to, I'm reading um, a little bit of self-help content. Sometimes it's it's more business development content, but are you ever focused in on, on one thing at a time or do you kind of reach out to a lot of different areas to find expertise, advice, things like that? So I don't know. I would say I've always kind of struggled with it because I think it's easy for me to start a bunch of different books, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be listening to one one podcast, one book, another audio book and then it I go back and forth yeah. sometimes I need to have different different pieces of that together and then sometimes I really just focus until I get a book done okay so yeah. it, it it just changes I don't know that I have one particular thing that I do but um, yeah I like it I like it and then uh, jumping back into the real estate kind of realm of things with this being the hottest market right now in America as, as dubbed by Wall Street Journal and other publications and stuff how what is maybe a tip you have for people locally that are looking locals that have been here forever there's an influx of people coming and going all the time but what's something a tip or a trick or something from yourself that you could you could share as advice for those people maybe they're struggling maybe they don't have the the capital or the or the down payment that maybe someone coming from California or Oregon mm-hmm. or Montana or wherever they're coming from. I totally get that. And uh, I was on another podcast the other day where we talked about the same thing. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because anyone right now is looking at the real estate market and they're they're pissed that yeah. they can't, especially locals, right? Because the yeah. job market has not kept up with the price of housing and and the cost of living that's going up. Um, on average, we're still very low as far as cost of living, but the housing market is shot through the roof. Right. Um, you can choose to look at it one of two ways, right? You can you can choose to be on the pessimistic side and say, you know what, this sucks. There are so many people coming into town. I can't afford the house. I can't afford to buy a home. I can't afford to rent. Mm-hmm. Those are very valid concerns. What I would try to challenge those people is let's figure out how to make you more money. Like let's figure out, like we are in an era right now where you have the ability to go online, create your own business. I mean, you can start a podcast. I mean, you can do, I don't know what it is, but I think that people need to figure out what they're more passionate about, connected with money, and then learn how to make more. Yeah. If you're working at a job that's paying you minimum wage, which in our state is what, 750? Yeah. It's not very high. <laughs> not high. <laughs> so let's say you're working for a job that's paying you that much. Well, then what's your side hustle going to be on the back end? I'm not telling you to leave your job to go pursue being an entrepreneur because it's not easy, but let's figure out, like, what can we do to figure out how to help you make more money so that you can start putting that money aside and saving for it and then catch up? It's never going to be perfect, right? Right. If you, you know, I, I don't mean to say it in a negative way, but if if you really were serious about buying the house before, why is it that you didn't make the move in the past? Right. Because there was probably something holding you back then. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at it like it's everyone else's fault, let's just figure out, like, it is what it is, right? Yeah. We can't change the prices. So instead of looking at it negatively, how do we look at it of in a way of um, just getting yourself to that point to be able to 
to afford it. Exactly. And I was hoping you would bring up kind of the uh, people being mad at everyone else, blaming everyone else for the problems they have, because that's, I, I talk a lot of on my podcast um, and, and with some of my guests about mindset and, yeah. and positive mindset and just approaching things with a little bit different uh, views, maybe. How do you go about every single day with everything that you're involved in? How do you stay positive and on top of your game and just bringing your A game every single day? Is it a mindset thing exclusively or is there more that plays into it? Well, I can tell you, I don't bring my A game every day. <laughs> I try. Okay. And, and I think from an outside perspective, when you look at like the amount of content we're doing, the business that we're doing, it might look like things are perfect all the time, but mm -hmm. they're not. Okay. And they're not for anyone. I mean, if you looked at someone who ran a you know billion dollar business, I guarantee you there's, they're just putting out fires every day. Yep. Um, but I do think that I, when I notice myself getting into some sort of a negative mindset, I'm, I'm very self-aware. Mm -hmm. So when I get to that point, I, I know the things that I need to do to bring myself back. So I'm either not accomplishing what I, what I set out to do. I'm not following my values or, or something is off. So, you know, I'll refer to books. I'll refer to, maybe I just need to step back and take a, take a break for a day yeah. and reevaluate. Yeah. I know I get it, and I think it is common that people are so quick to jump to conclusions with whatever's happening, whether it be the housing market. I'm involved heavily in the fitness industry. Yeah, people are always chasing goals, and if you know overnight they don't get it, they're like, "I'm done. I'm I'm not doing this anymore." Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, they didn't get the results in the the week that they went to the gym. Yeah, so. they they just bought all the supplements for 500 bucks, and no no disrespect to supplement companies, but they bought all the supplements, and for some reason it didn't work overnight. So I'm cool with trashing the supplement companies because yeah. I think that uh, most of them are garbage. Yeah, I had this conversation. If you watched my other podcast, is just launched, but me and a buddy were talking uh, crimes, obviously, and uh, crime is a big thing. True crime documentaries and things like mm -hmm. that, and I actually brought up the supplement industry not being FDA regulated and how they're just basically selling you snake oil. And, yeah. and I, I don't know if I got great feedback for that. I don't know, but from the people who uh, listen to your podcast, yeah, from the people that listen, they were kind of like, Oh, you're, you know, crapping on local companies." And I said, so it has nothing to do with local companies. I think there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of local companies. If we're going to go into that tangent, yeah. there's a lot of local companies that support great products. What I found as a whole, right? Like we're not we're not picking anyone local, but yeah. as a as a generic supplemental thing for for um, the fitness industry, yeah, a lot of the stuff that comes out is just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it, no, it I, is. I used to buy all kinds of stuff, and you know what? I I stopped buying it and just focused on you know eating healthy, working out, doing the things you need to do, drinking water, like. Yeah. You don't have to have all these vitamin supplements and things t to be healthy. Why don't you just start with the basics? That's what I tell everybody that I work with. You don't have to go out and spend 250 bucks. No. You know, just getting off your couch, move. move it's your because body. we're in a society where people think that they need to have everything right now. Mm -hmm. They want it now, they, and they don't want to wait. Yeah. They don't have the patience to just put in the hard work and, and see the results that way. Yeah. So they want something that's going to push them a little bit further quicker yeah so uh, i know just stats off the top of my head this may not be accurate today but i know recently i looked this up and the, the supplement industry is a five billion dollar industry yeah and there's no regulations to it whatsoever there's right. no fda regulations there's no like they don't have to put specific ingredients on their labels they i mean mm -hmm. if you're someone who's very very into fitness and you're like hey i'm trying to live a healthier life we're looking for organic foods things like that they don't have to put any of that on supplements, you know? So that's why I got into that with 
with the the crime episode that I did on that podcast, but I didn't mean to throw anyone under the bus. So that's funny. Directly, directly. Anyway, yeah, people so. get upset no matter what. They do. <laughs> you can't you can't please everybody, but um, that kind of yeah, that just plays off of what we were talking about about mindset and things like that. I think people are just I want to say weak minded because they're just so quick to come to conclusion or they draw this picture in their head of something that they have as expectations and it maybe doesn't play out that way in mm -hmm. real life. So they end up totally writing off whatever they were maybe pursuing or going after. And to me, failing doesn't necessarily mean it's over. That's not the end of the road. You, you mess up something, try again, you know? They always say that, fall down seven, get up eight times, you know? So. Who, there was someone out there that says you, you either win, you either win or you learn. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just a perspective that people have. Um, I also think that everyone is, uh, there's not a lot of people that have a lot of confidence in themselves. So right. when they're around people, whether it's family members, friends, people around them that don't have their back or don't really fully support them, they need that outside um, approval yeah. from other people. And when they don't get it, they don't pursue what they want to do. And they then they allow themselves to just fall back into the rut of like oh well it didn't work so, and you know that, I think that's why we're in a society where there's so many people that are extremely unhappy with themselves they're unhappy with their jobs they're unhappy with their making um, you know we see more more divide in the country than ever and people are fighting all the time like you know if people focused on themselves took the accountability you know took responsibility for themselves and just went after their own their own goals and passions we probably have a lot more people who are happy, but yeah. we allow others to dictate what we should be feeling. Yeah. And uh, no thanks to social media and, and things like that. But I, I understand that it's just, you know, posting your highlights and things like that. But I try to be as real as possible, authentic as possible with people on the podcast, with people mm -hmm. on, on social media. Like sometimes I'll show something that maybe I think is cool that I don't know if it's going to be well received, but I'm Shouldn't like, hey man, hey, man, I like this. This is something that I like, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, even we were talking about, you know, when I started my podcast, I was, dude, I used to be terrified getting on oh camera. Yeah. I was oh not, yeah. like, I would I'd clam up, I wouldn't, didn't know what to talk about, mm -hmm. I thought that I had to have things dialed in perfect, because I was worried what other people were going to think of it, and then I got to the point where I was like, well, fuck it, if they don't like my show, then they don't need to watch it. Exactly, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, like, if, hey, if someone leaves me a nasty comment, at least I know they listened. <laughs> you know, like, I guess in a way that's support. I see that all the time because when we run real estate ads, especially up here local, yeah. I mean, you can't even put anything in the, in the shop and spot pages without people just, it's like, it's like sharks, dude. They yeah. just go nuts. It's like blood in the water. But I always <laughs> joke about it. I'm like, when I get a negative comment, I just want to write back, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> just to throw them off. They would totally be wrecked. Like, their mindset would just melt probably but uh yeah. It, yeah it's just crazy and i think a lot of people prosper in a team environment and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's important that you built a team and are, are slowly like developing and growing and in, in within the local market yeah it, it, i think that's maybe one thing that the lockdown maybe exposed people weren't interacting the same way with people that they had for years leading up to that you know it's totally a different a different situation for them something we're all unfamiliar with and just developing a new way of life is, is hard for some people. So when they didn't have that team setting, whether it be at work, whether it was, you know, at home, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, brothers and sisters being yeah. stuck together a lot longer than they normally are right. is going to highlight things that maybe aren't, aren't as common as others. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to break down what happened last summer, last year, and even continuing. It's a little different in our, I think we're a lot more sheltered, right? Cause we're able to mm -hmm. be open, but there's yeah. still a lot of places that are closed. 
the guy I had my podcast earlier today, uh, he's in Canada, and they are locked down. Oh, yeah. Like, they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we as people don't like change. I think just as a whole, humans don't like things to change, right? It, it doesn't, um, doesn't, it's not comforting to them. Right. But I don't know, there's a whole lot of ways we could break down what happened last year, and I'm not a, I don't think I have the right degrees or anything to handle that. That's where <laughs> I'm at, too. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a psychologist by any means, yeah. so. Um, no, but I just like, yeah, I like connecting with people locally and it's nice that, I mean, I, I'm thankful for you for offering up the studio to, to yeah, chat today. So absolutely. That, was, that was awesome. Um, so what, let me ask you a question. What do you, yeah. what do you, how do you guide your clients, right? Cause you're in the fitness space and yep. I, I assume you're a fitness coach mm-hmm. or a physical trainer. Yep. How do you guide your people through these days? Because you know, like we just talked about, people come in, they expect goal, they expect they have goals. They expect results super fast. Yeah. And when they don't get them, they usually start falling off. So what do you do? How do you help your people out? Yeah. yeah. So I break it down pretty simply. Um, simple addition. So if, if they've come in, let's say they've never been to a gym before, they've never mm-hmm. worked with a trainer before, we're going to start small. We're going to start with just body weight exercises, just moving your body, better understanding, you know, how things work and, and where your body's at in space. Uh, proprioception is the word they use for that big word, but I try to not overcomplicate things. Keep it as simple as possible, and then you know when they've progressed from doing a bodyweight squat, then maybe they'll hold a, a kettlebell and add some resistance to it. But if it's someone that comes in and they're like, "Hey, I'm just in a rut. You know, I've been working out for years and years and years, but I do the same workouts every single mm-hmm. day. I just change one thing or two things up in their routine, and they're like, that made all the difference in the world.' You yeah. know, I mean, it's there's going to be a lot of trainers that get their big fancy degrees, their, their certifications. And they say all these big words that mean nothing to you or I, when mm-hmm. we approach the trainer, you know? So, um, I try to just keep it simple, be more relatable, be more authentic is, mm-hmm. is the word I've been throwing around all day, but be more authentic with them because people are smarter than, than maybe we give them credit for. They, they can read through fake. They can read oh, yeah. through if you're just chasing money, they, they know what your intentions are, kind of. So mm-hmm. just make it known that my intentions are to help you become the best you can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I try, like you said earlier, it's not rocket science. I try to just keep everything square one, step two, step three, step four, you know? So everybody's got a starting point no matter where you're at. And I try to just evaluate yeah. where you're starting from and then take it baby steps forward. And hopefully the, the progress speaks for itself because a lot of people changing one thing could make all the difference in the world. So that's kind of where I go back to just, you know, if, if maybe this doesn't work for you, maybe you're someone that's like, no, I have a bad knee. I can't do squats, you know? Well then obviously we're not going to just push through pain and wreck your knee and (laughs) make you sit on the couch for the next year or whatever. Cause we all experienced that and that wasn't fun. So, um, but if, yeah, if there's injuries or something, then we work around that and we tailor programs to, to people's needs specific to to what they want you know it's not mm-hmm. what i want it's it's sure. what they want so right. and I, I assume that kind of translates directly to real estate as well yeah i mean understanding what the what the client yeah what's important to the client is you're not the one buying the house it's you're right. the one selling the house right you know it's actually <laughs> funny that you bring that up because i think um in the very b- very beginning of being in real estate i i interjected my opinion about the house yeah. like when we would do showings right and we're, we're out looking at property yeah um, I would I would interject my opinion like oh yeah this is nice or because I thought it was cool yeah and I started realizing that it was like I just need to shut my mouth and because <laughs> it's because what I was doing was 
not so much upsetting. Like I've, I've always had a very good client base, but I think that I realized I just started becoming self-aware of like, Oh, they don't, they don't like this house that much. And they might come across like I'm trying to push them into it where it was like, I just genuinely really liked it. Yeah. So now I just try to keep my opinions to myself. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Stuff like that. Yeah. Cause and let them tell me what, what they do and don't like. Cause when I was sitting there talking about what I liked about it, I wasn't really listening maybe not to what they were saying, but just their body language about the house. I couldn't really, it wasn't really paying attention to them and what their needs were. Yeah. So, yep, exactly. And uh, well, that's, that's huge for, uh, I had someone reach out to me today that was like, Hey, this is, they actually had screenshots from a conversation they had with a different trainer, not anywhere local here. I think it was uh, over in Washington or something, but the guy was basically just like, yeah, I don't do that. Uh, this is the, how much I charge. And if you don't want to pay it, then whatever. Like he was very much, uh, writing her off just because she was asking questions and things like that. And I was like, dude, you should In real estate. No, 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 no. In, in fitness. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I was just thinking that's, yeah. that's screwed up. Well, I was just like, well, in any kind of business, if someone's reaching out to you to just simply ask a question, you, you don't want to like charge. I don't know. I don't know. It was, you should, a confusing be, should be thing. thinking about providing value to them. And yeah, it's, it's a value based on you the flip side, service, on the flip side though, you do have some people that just you know, don't value your time. And there are people that will, that can waste your time and not, not really care. Right. He's, he straight up said in these screenshots, like, Oh, you don't pay me enough to give you that advice. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, you no, gotta, you gotta pick someone else, man. Like mm -hmm. she, she was asking me the same questions and I was like, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, this is how it is. And I, I've said it before on my podcast. I think I consider myself a straight shooter, but I'm not going to just like tell you you're worthless or mm -hmm. you're not worth it or this is stupid or i mean we're gonna work around whatever right. obstacles come up and i can't control the situation every time as far as maybe they have in fitness they always have injuries they always have uh work schedules to work around they always have whatever it may be i mean there's yeah. there's things that are out of my control but i try to work around them as best i can and that's all i can do you know yeah so it's crazy to see the practices of some people that provide services, though, and I'm just like, how is that person still in business? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, it won't stay there forever. Yeah. We've noticed, my wife and I talk about this a lot, like, we've all noticed a shift in the commercial um, retail space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, department stores, things like that. We're seeing, we're seeing businesses that are going out of business. Look at, like, Sears, and yeah. I know there's other problems other than this, but what, what I noticed was when I walk into a department store of some sort mm -hmm. when their customer service is still lacking it cannot last very long because you're right. already up against one of the biggest machines right you're up against the internet that is mm -hmm. taking away customer by customer every single day mm -hmm. because they're providing convenience they don't have to deal with anyone's attitude and they just pick what they want and they're done yeah um so i just find it funny when i walk into a store and i'm asking for help and i don't and i don't receive anything very well yeah uh you have to look at that and go, wow, no wonder everyone is shifting this direction. Yeah, because so the people who, the people like what you're talking about, the people who still want to keep riding that, like m even if they stayed in business forever, they're not going to have a very good business. Right. They're not going to thrive. Right. And it's, it's, yeah, especially if you provide a service, like you're saying the retail space is, is tough on um, just customer service as a whole. But if you provide a service, you're like part of your service should include mm -hmm treating the customer with the utmost respect and things like that. And there's a lot of people nowadays that are just like, you're not paying me enough. I'm not, I'm just going to pick someone that's going to pay me enough. So I don't need to respect you because And then the people who are on the flip side of that to say, you know what, I'm just going to give this all to them for free. Yeah. Those are the people as crazy as it sounds, those are the people that will build a massive business 
by default. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, word of mouth is still, in my opinion, the most organic way to advertise your company. And if you piss one person off and then they go tell their five friends and then those people already have this first impression of you of being this terrible person, they're going to go tell their five friends. And before you know it, mm-hmm. 150 people are going to write you off or write bad reviews or yeah, especially not take s- you for your word. You especially know? in a small community like this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's crazy that so many people are it's a great time to start your own business, like you said, or start your own podcast or whatever, but it's also a weird time to sift through as a consumer, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you gotta you gotta do your fair amount of research to know yeah, who's reputable, who's just in it for, for this, that, or the other, or who's just there to, to have the title to be Instagram famous or whatever, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, so. Um, yeah, I, I just think that shifting back to the real estate thing, I don't really feel the same as a lot of people do in the area about the influx of people coming to, to town because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, they're, they don't like the ways they that things are wherever they're coming from. And then they say, well, they're just bringing those ideals up here and we're not going to we're not going to deal with that. We're not going to put up with that. To me, I, you could totally disagree with this, but. To me, not only are they bringing their ideals, which isn't maybe the most perfect situation, but they're bringing a lot of money. They're spending a lot of money in our local community, not just on houses, but they're spending money on on local shops, on real estate, uh, not real estate, but like commercial real estate. Um, they're, they're spending that money locally. And if they're practicing kind of what they preach and say, oh, yeah, you know, I only support local. I only do this. To me, that's beneficial for small business owners. Oh, absolutely. I will 100% agree that, like I said, it depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. Growth is very good. Mm -hmm. You know, when there are people coming to town, there are people moving here, they are bringing money to the table. Mm -hmm. That means that there's there's more people to support the local businesses that are here, so those businesses can thrive and provide more jobs. Um, And eventually those jobs should be able to pay people better wages. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I think what it is is that a lot of people are afraid um, that people are leaving these states. They enact, they they put in all these rules into place. I mean, you, I don't know, if you, are you originally from up here? Uh, Washington, I'm from okay. Washington, so I'm an ins- I'm an intruder too. Okay, so. well I am too. <laughs> I've, I've so been here, worry. I've been here, yeah, like 12 years. So, yeah. <laughs> so we see people coming out of states that are just absolutely screwed up. I don't care what. I don't care what side of the political political spectrum you're on. Mm-hmm. We can all agree, like, when we take California and, and look at it as a whole, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think people are afraid of seeing individuals come from those states and then change it to something that they're running away from. Yeah. And and again, it's it's a weird dynamic, right? Because people are leaving those places saying, hey, I don't want to deal with this state anymore. Yeah. But people don't like change, right? So then they want the comfort of having the things the same as what they used to have, even though they didn't like it. Yeah. Subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And I think just I just don't think people want to see our small town turn into turn in, see more crime. I mean, as soon as places start turning into a big city, the crime rates start rising. Yeah. Um, you know, we start changing our whole dynamic of how things are run. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, this is one of the safest places to live. Yeah, I don't want to see it change either because I don't want my kids growing up in an area where, um, where it's not safe for them. Because I've That's been and I've lived in those places, and it's not a it's not a comforting situation to have kids in an environment like that. Yeah, L- let me ask you this: with with the topic of change, do you think fear of change 
has anything to do with control itself. Is the fear of change directly correlated to people who maybe have control of the situation they're currently in? And because of the said change, they no longer have the same amount of control? Or are those two totally separate, two totally separate entities there? Because I feel like question. I feel like people that maybe have been born and raised here locally in the community, they've known a certain way to go about life every single day. And then something like a pandemic, a global pandemic happens, forcing people to change their lives abruptly. The people that choose not to change right away are then forced to change by everyone else changing. You know what I mean? So in a way, it's them losing control of the local economy, the local housing market, like, the local... like dominance, right? Yeah. Like, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of control in a way of dominance. Like, they don't want to lose the, the dominance they have over their territory. Right. That we're very protective over our, like, our areas, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I think, I think that, I just think, um, I don't know, man. It's, again, I'm an outsider, too. So, I've seen the people who get upset with me because of where I'm from. Yeah. And I... The funny thing is, too, I'll, I will say this. I think the ones who have been the loudest that I've run into mm -hmm. are the ones who have also come here from somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I heard this the other day. Like, why? I heard this about a national scale. Mm -hmm. And I, it made me think a little bit differently than what I've thought before. But why do we, why do we act like we're, we had some special gift because we were accidentally born in a certain area? That's been my why, thought all along. Why is it that... The, you know, I totally get not wanting to have the, the area change, right? Because right. you have uh, people coming in that are changing things. But, but why do we treat people differently because they came here from somewhere else trying to better their lives? Because you're not any special person because you were born here accidentally or your relatives were here at some point sooner than someone else. Right. And I think it's, uh, I think we just need to be a little bit more mindful about just people as, as whole. Like we're, we're all humans. Yeah. I don't know. I could get into a like a weird topic on that one, but I, I definitely just think it's when I heard that, that's someone's whatever they said about yeah. that that whole thing being an accidental. Um, it just started triggering me to think a little bit differently about, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why should we? Why should we get upset with people for wanting to move somewhere else? Well, and doesn't everyone do like, what would what would L.A. be like today if thirty years ago the locals were all mad that people wanted to go there to be movie stars or singers or stage actors or, or whatever like la would be well, nothing you know why la la itself probably would maybe not be as dangerous i don't <laughs> that's know that's probably <laughs> that's probably true but i mean just like that's where no but i get it. it it's just part of human evolution and yeah you can't stop it no matter what you want to do exactly we're as a human race i mean look we're already trying to go to other planets like it, what happens if I, I don't know yeah i don't know i just think I just think we need to just be more mindful of other people and uh, be a little bit more accepting where right now we, we're like, as a whole, we close our ear, we plug our ears, close our eyes and scream like little children because mm -hmm. we don't like what the other person's saying to us. Without even fully hearing their side of the, they say there's yeah. two sides to every story. We're not even attempting to listen to the other side right now. As mm -hmm. soon as the other side opens their mouth, it's just like, nope, you're wrong. That's, mm -hmm. nope, we're writing that off. And it's like, in yeah. what world has that ever been okay? Would we teach our kids that? You know what I mean? Like if a kid at a playground comes up to another kid, you're not going to tell right. your kid to slap them because they're this, that, or the other, you know? Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, and I, you brought up earlier that social media is not doing us any justice, and, and that's true. I think all it did was magnify the problem. It just mm -hmm. made things worse, and it made it a little bit more accessible for people to put their opinions and views out there. Yeah. 
and and created conflict with others. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I think. Have you seen the Have you seen the documentary called? Um, oh man, I just lost it. I forgot what it's called, but it's um it's about social media. It's called the oh the. Um, uh, the social experiment or something like that. Social dilemma. Social dilemma. That's yeah. it. That's that it. was a good one. That okay. one was like, holy crap. You know, you look at how things have changed because of it, because of tech companies. Yeah. You like slide your phone away while you're watching it. You're like, oh, I don't need that anymore. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> exactly. You just turn everything off. Computers turned off. <laughs> mm. Oh man. Well, I think there's actually, to me, this is a common misconception because there, I think there's a lot of good that comes from social media. I mean, there's. There's a lot of people that use social media as their platform to share a lot of stuff that, that's insightful, that's valuable, that's uh, – they don't know who it's going to help, but if it helps one person, that's really their intention. Again, I think it just comes down to perspective. Mm-hmm. I think people, if you have a negative mindset and you think all people are bad, yeah, then all people are bad. Yeah. If you have a positive mindset and you see the good in people, then you see the good in people. Like I just think it's, it's how – if we just focused on ourselves, our inner selves, then – Everything else changes outwardly. Right. Right. And, well, and it's so easy. It, kind of going back to just yelling at each other because maybe you're on th- opposite sides of the spectrum. Same goes for social media. Maybe someone puts something um, and it's just easy for them to be degrading someone else or something. So everybody jumps on that and they mm-hmm. all comment on that. And then they all start sharing videos on that. And then before you know it, racism becomes a trending topic or or there's always athletes that are trending because they said something stupid on Twitter. And I'm like, why are we putting so much value into what LeBron James said on Twitter? Like, I had a feeling you were going there. You <laughs> know? He's been on the news all he's over the place. Right yeah, now. he's all over the place. And I'm like, he's a basketball player. He's not, he's not the king of the world. I mean, he's the king in terms of basketball, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. I'm a Michael Jordan fan, so I could go off on a tangent. But well, yeah, Emerson's over there shaking his head at yeah. us. <laughs> Yeah, no, I have uh, no Jordan, Jordan for life, last dance. Uh, but anyway, th- what did LeBron James say? He said like two sentences, and that caused 18,000 people in the matter of like an hour to send out a tweet or put a post on Instagram or Facebook. Or Right. If you have that much hate that you can put a five paragraph MLA formatted, like perfectly edited essay on Facebook, you got way too much time on your hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> I used to be one of those people. I really? Think I, I used to put my opinions out there a lot, thinking that it really mattered. Yeah. And it, it, it really doesn't. Yeah. Because all it does is it stirs up shit with other people. And what it do, what it did was it was just saying, hey, I, I don't care what you say. This is my opinion. Yeah. And now, and there's things. We all go online. We see oh stuff yeah. that upsets you. Oh, yeah. But I just choose to go, you know what? what what's it? What, what good is going to come out of me commenting on this thing? Right. I mean, and there's... I mean, and here's what's cool. I can ignore. I can go right past it. You have the ability to use your finger to swipe up. Swipe. I was going to say, just keep swiping. Yeah. Uh, you don't like or it? Or just turn your phone off and go do something real with your life. Well, what's crazy is there's people that follow um, – I, I use Barstool Sports as an example because they're kind of – they say a lot of controversial stuff on yeah. their on their posts. I like watching their videos. But uh, <laughs> they are funny. I love them. I listen to a lot of their podcasts too. They're funny. But – there's people that if you scroll their stuff on Instagram, the the highlight, the number one comment is from the same person every time, and it's always like, "You suck. You, why do you post stuff like this?" Blah blah blah. And they go mm-hmm. on rants, and I'm like, "You follow their page. Yeah, if you, you don't like it, just unfollow it. You have the ability to unfollow. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's it's as simple <coughs> as two clicks. You click to get into the app. You click unfollow, and again, I think we talked up. about it earlier. I think people are just. I think as a whole, people are very unhappy with themselves, mm-hmm. and so they they take it out on other people. Yeah, and it's. It's sad to see. I hope things turn around in in 
the near future because it's yeah it's it's going down a slippery slope right now but yeah i didn't have much else for you i uh i appreciate you sharing sharing some time and sharing some insight with us absolutely man yeah thanks this for was, having me on this was fun i enjoy the studio i enjoy the setup i'm gonna have to get something like this myself <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was a good time so cool thanks awesome. buddy appreciate yeah. it yeah i appreciate it thank you so much Perfect. Do you have an outro that you put in? Yeah, I put a little thing at the okay, end usually. Cool. Yeah, so that was cool. I like it. Battery died on that one again? I think it's...